Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezell, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezell. Hey, Pastor, for the next 41 weeks, we're going to walk together through a book called Replenish and just take a few moments to talk about different leadership items so we can all grow in leadership. And actually, the very first chapter of the 41 is on leadership. And in Southern Baptist circles, when you think of leadership, really one name comes to mind for sure, and it's Ronnie Floyd. Mm -hmm. And so, Brother Ronnie, thank you for being the very first guest we have on this series as we talk about leadership. And this first chapter was talking about the, the idolatry of leadership. Mm -hmm. And what I'd love for you to share is, is uh, as you have been a leader, how have you balanced that so that you didn't become spiritually dry or emotionally empty? I think it's real easy to become motivated as a leader, Kevin, with the to-do list and with the mat the matters that uh, somebody wants you to do or the matters that you feel you must do to be the leader that you think you're supposed to be. Right. But I really think the the heart of it is is solved in two ways. First of all, we need to lead out of our walk with Christ. Right. That is just absolutely imperative. And then we have to be committed to not leadership, but servant leadership. Mm -hmm. Finding a way to serve someone for the purpose of helping them accomplish their goal, right. becoming what God wants them to become. Right. And I believe one of the most dynamic things about a leader is to be an empowering leader. Right. I love to empower people. It brings me more joy to watch someone to do leadership than me to lead. Well, you mentioned something out of this, your own spiritual walk mm -hmm. and just in a personal way because not many people get to just sit and hang out with Ronnie Ford. Mm -hmm. They really don't. And I want to kind of vicariously do that for, for thousands of pastors. Sure. And just knowing you, because we both get up early, mm -hmm. and you're one of the few people in the SBC that I can call at 530 and know they'll answer, <laughs> and you're central time. So mm -hmm. uh, hey, th most of those guys don't know about your schedule, mm -hmm. but I know because I, I know when you have your quiet time, and mm -hmm. so that's, that's when I know it's best to call is right mm -hmm. after that if possible. Mm -hmm. But do you mind just telling those guys, uh, when you take spiritual out of your own spiritual walk, you do have instance on your own spiritual mm -hmm. walk. But, hey, tell them what a typical morning, what does a Tuesday morning in Ronnie Floyd's life look like? Well, if Ronnie Floyd is not on the road and he's at home, he'll be up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, and that's not to go to the bathroom. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I may go to the bathroom. But then <laughs> from there, I proceed into uh, the quiet room in my office in my home. Yeah. And then I spend the next hour and a half with the Lord. Um, yeah. Some days maybe a little less, some days a little bit more. Uh, really in, in the Word of God, right. the, the ministry of prayer, intercession, mm. um, not about sermon preparation, right. about God, you speak to me. Right. Um, I'm a real proponent to read the Word of God at least one time every year. Right. I've done that for almost 30 years. Right. I believe in this deeply. Um, and so, Kevin, that's the way I begin my day. And then I move into sermon prep. I move into the things that all pastors do in that. Right. Usually I'll find an hour uh, in the morning, usually about eight or nine, to spend in exercise. And then right. I don't really go to the office until until just before noon or my first appointment publicly is typically around noon. Right. 
Well, the reason I ask that is because most people see you publicly, mm-hmm. but they don't see you privately right. and the hours that you spend. And you've been, I've known you for some time, mm-hmm. and you've been religiously committed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that time in the morning yeah. for for years. Long time, as early 1980s, I was at an evangelism conference, uh, and Dr. W.A. Criswell preached the closing message that night, and I remember him telling uh, thousands and thousands of us that were there in Reunion Arena in Dallas. It was jam-packed. He said, all of you pastors need to learn to give your mornings to God. Right. And, you know, Kevin, I was young, eager, didn't know a lot, but I knew I wanted to follow God. Right. And I knew if that man of God said it, it must be important. Right. And so I started giving my mornings to the Lord. Uh, you know, I, I'd been walking with Christ in relationship to the, the quiet time moments and right. all that. But I'm talking about just, just. I mean, God, I mean, the morning is me and the Lord. Right. You know, when you read in this chapter one, they have several statistics about mm. uh, that are challenging about pastors mm-hmm. and falling away and how many have had mm-hmm. affairs. We, we've well, had so many stories tragic. of that it's it is and for decades it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's lightening up when you when you read troubling statistics like that about mm-hmm. pastors i mean what is your response for it seems like it all stems out of a lack of mm-hmm. personal spiritual time as you just said yeah some some studies have have shown that i can't put my hands or my mind around the exactness of that but yeah. i have but i have read articles about that i i do believe that when i look at 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 what has helped me Right. You know, and all I could do is talk about what has helped me. Right. I think there are three big practices that have kept me out of those woods. Mm-hmm. Number one, begin my day with God. Right. Number two, be committed to, to up to an hour of personal fitness every day, six days a week anyway. Mm-hmm. Mainly to get your mind off of other matters. Right. I mean, you know, I'm a pretty intense guy, as you well know. Yeah. And 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 I need to I need that cleansing. Right. Because that that replenishes me. Right. Okay. And then the third thing is that probably since the mid 1980s I have tried to take off every Friday of my life to be with my yeah. wife. Yeah. And that's just something we started, you know, and I did it because I was coming home from a deacon's meeting one night and you know my kids were real small and you know, it was it was not going to be a good meeting. It was years ago when I was a pastor in Texas, and and boy, I tell you what, I was at a stop sign, Kevin, and I looked over at that stop sign. I said, "What am I doing? I'm going to be here tonight. I'm going to leave my kids, my wife. I am in this grind of meeting after meeting after meeting. Uh, and you know the way church used to be. Oh, yeah. It was endless. Oh yeah, it was endless. It was eternal church, <laughs> and and in all that." Um, Boy, the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, son, right. you, this needs to stop. Yeah. And you know what? I went home that night. I told my wife, I said, listen, listen I'm going to start taking off every Friday. This is going to be our day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you That's... will endure to the end, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be saved in this. Right. And not that we were in marital problems, but, hey, she was a preschool mom. She needed right. somebody to love her, right. to hold her, to care for her, to, to help her. Right. And all these years, you know, even when I was president of the Southern Baptist Convention, I always tried to get that Friday and keep that Friday. Right. It doesn't look like it used to because technology's right. messed our lives up as right. much as helped us. Right. And you and I both know that. Yeah. And uh, but boy, I tell you, that's been transforming. Now, what I appreciate, there's been times I 
call you on a Friday and uh, in the background hear your grandkids uh, <laughs> yelling and perhaps the dog barking yeah. and just knowing that you're doing that. You do that in a consistent way. Yeah. Look, Ronnie, I just want to thank you for your time today. Mm. But also I, I want to thank you that it was almost 20 years ago mm. that you invited about 10, 12 pastors yeah. uh, to invest in them for two or three days. Mm. And, and you allowed me to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And, I remember it well. And uh, it was revolutionary in my life. Mm. And it re- really was. You think and, about where some of those men are today. Uh, I, mean, I, I remember you came with, with Hersher York. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. And, and I never met Hersher. Kai Bowman and oh, uh, my. several of those guys. And uh, uh I just remember going through some of uh, the challenges I was going through at the time at that church uh, and just being around guys uh, that you could oh, ping man. things off of. And, man, I just want to thank you for investing mm-hmm. in pastors that you know. And in, and in my case, at mm-hmm. that time, pastors you didn't yeah. know. Um, yeah. I'm forever indebted for that. So, Well, you know, Kevin, you. when you think about replenish, we each have one of two relationships in our life, replenishing relationships or deplenishing relationships. Yeah. When you see them coming, you try to go around. You don't want right. to be around that. Yeah. Pastors need replenishing relationships. Right. With lay people and with other pastors. Right. And the real key to being replenished right. is to is to prioritize your walk with Christ right. and your relationships with other people. Well, thank you for being a replenishing pastor. Well, I appreciate that, you. brother. And a friend too. Amen. And encourage you, hey, next week we're gonna focus on Deplenishing pastors. We're going to have a whole list of the top 10 just air sucking pastors we could possibly find. <laughs> We're going to listen the top 10 worst pastors. We're going to list those next week. So you, you listen. <laughs> You've been listening to Quick Takes with Kevin. Join us each week as Kevin visits with pastors about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned as they balance faith, family, and ministry. Thanks for listening.